Good morning. I have the lovely Will with me this morning. Hi, Will. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, uh, yeah. OK. I am Will Carver. I wrote the January David series a long time ago, it seems, and the Detective Pace series for Arenda Books. And I've written a few standalones since then, The Beresford, Psychopaths Anonymous, The Dave's Next Door. And I have a new one in November called Suicide Thursday which sounds bleak, but is actually, I think, my funniest one. <laughs> Did you always know that you wanted to be a writer? I didn't know I always wanted to write books, but I definitely knew I wanted to do something creative. I, I started kind of with poetry in secret as like a teenager. It was, you know, I was, I was kind of quite sporty when I was, when I was a kid, so I was, I was doing that kind of thing in secret. Um, and then I, I really got into, um, I had this brilliant theatre studies teacher at um, college and it really changed, it really changed a lot for me, like having a great teacher can. And um, I got into the theatre, I set up my own theatre company, I was trying to write plays and, that, and that's where I thought I wanted to, to be. And um, I went to university to study that and it, it really sucked my love of theatre out of me. Um, so, yes, I, 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 I've always read a lot of books um, and I just, I just chanced my arm at, uh, at writing a book. I thought, I still need to do something creative. So I, I really, I knew I wanted to do something creative. I knew I wanted to write, but I didn't know I wanted to write books until I was at university. Until I was like 20. And what made you sit down that day and think, okay, I'm going to write a book? <laughs> well, I, I have said said this a few times but I read a book called Fight Club and it was I, I, I was reading a lot a lot I read I read all the time and then I read that and I just couldn't believe that you were allowed to write a book in that way like that about that stuff and um I'd never read anything like it in my life and I thought oh yeah that, that's what I want to do that's 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 the kind of thing I want to write um and I think I still am trying to write Fight Club all the time um, he's like Chuck Palahniuk, who wrote it, is, is, a, is a huge hero of mine. And it must come across because I get compared to him all the time as well, which is, which is you know, it's very nice. But maybe not for him, but it's nice for me. <laughs> um, so you, uh, was the first book you wrote the series, did the standalones come later? I actually, uh, the first book I wrote was called First Chapter about a writer who can't finish anything, um, which happens to now be called Suicide Thursday. Uh, so my very <laughs> first book that I ever wrote, I rewrote it. Um, basically, I wrote it. I wasn't trying to write crime or anything. I was just, it was just this kind of fun, quirky little thing. And uh, I got an agent out of it and she said, to me, what you think the book is about isn't what it's about. You need to rewrite the whole thing. I was like, oh, okay. So I kind of deleted it and started again and wrote it about what, what she thought it, that it was about. And she was right, as, as these people often are. And uh, I, I almost got published with it. It was, it was really, I got really close. And, and someone said, oh, you should write, uh, a publisher said I should write crime. It would suit the, the style, my voice. And uh, so I did. And, and, and yes, yeah, so the first one I wrote was Girl 4. 
I was made redundant from my job. I had my first kid on the way. I was like, I've got like eight weeks of money. Um, and then a child is coming. And uh, I wrote it in about six weeks. And uh, Random House asked me to turn it into a series. I was like, whew, you know, the relief. Right. Um, so, yeah, so that was the, that was the first the first thing I love January, David, and I, I wrote three in that series, and I had a fourth one in mind. Um, I think I'd love to go back to it someday. I think it's really like people who write series, a series character, and they've written twenty books. I just admire that because I think for me, I always needed like a break between. I needed to like write something else, not even to get published, just to just to get away from that world before I go back in. So the people that do it for twenty books. Hmm hard going and you think like people say like oh they're just churning out another another one but I, I think it's hard I think it gets harder and harder with each one if you're doing a series so yeah to not repeat storylines and to remember what they've done with their characters and yeah it must be tough oh yeah remembering everything I mean people ask me questions about my books and I'm like you know more than me yeah. <laughs> <coughs> um if you were able to swap places with one of your characters for a day, who would you choose? Oh, oh I like that. Um, it's <clears throat> very difficult. I have two favourite characters uh, that I've written. Um, one is Mrs May, who runs the, the Beresford. Um, she's this little old lady, but there's, there's a little, little more to her. There's a little spark there. I'm trying not to give any spoilers away. Um, I just, I, I quite like her life. She's kind of this all-seeing woman, but she has a routine where she, she gets up, has a breakfast, has a bath, has a drink, makes a dinner, has a drink, checks on the people that live there, has a drink. And that's kind of her thing every day. So, I mean, I mean, it's not too dissimilar from my life now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so so I, I love her, but I think, I think Maeve is my, from Psychopaths Anonymous and Good Samaritans. Um, She's just my favourite character because she's just brutal and honest and she just, she's, she's a psychopath. So she doesn't, she's, she's aware that she is, so she can kind of function in society, but she just doesn't let anyone get away with anything. Um, and I don't know, I just love her. I just, you shouldn't like her because of the things <laughs> she does, but you just do. And people, readers always tell me that they love Maeve. And, you know, I don't know what it says about them, but uh, yeah, I think, I think I think it would be her. I think it would be her. Have you ever given any of your characters a quirk at the beginning of a book and regretted it as you've carried on writing? Um, I mean, my characters are very quirky. I, uh, so... I, um, in my last book that's, that's only recently come out, The Days Next Door, there's a character who's kind of sitting on the train and he doesn't know if he's a suicide bomber, God, or the narrator of a Will Carver novel. It's, it's so weird, right? It's so me. It's very, very <laughs> odd. But I wrote all of his, all of his chapters when he speaks every sentence is a question. And at the time I thought, this is brilliant because he's just like, He's trying to stall himself from, from possibly blowing this train up, but he's also questioning life and God and morality and evil and good. And the first few chapters, I was like, these are brilliant. I love doing these. And then 
as I got further in, I was like, God, these are so hard to write. So I think, <laughs> I think I like the way that I like the way he turned out. But yeah, as I got further in, I was just like, these are tough. These are tough to do to make it as well come across as a to you know get the story going forward as well. Um, <laughs> it was fun, but but yes, towards the end, I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, that sounds unnecessarily challenging. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe it was. But it came out. It came out okay. The, the chapters you'll notice get slightly shorter and shorter. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have to do a lot of research? And what's the best thing you found out while researching your books? Yeah, I do. I do lots. Um, it's one of the fun parts. I think like, people are always saying, write what you know. I quite you know if you write what you don't know you get to research and find things out so I used to um when I was writing the January David series it's all set in the streets of London and I used to kind of walk where my victims would walk or where the killer was stalking and everything to pick up details and um and just kind of get a feel for it and really be in the story it's like method acting but method writing you know um I loved all of that but I think recently because I've been just so so much more interested in the psychology of the of, of the characters yeah. and um you talk a lot about religion and good and evil it's been great to I read a lot of kind of non-fiction psychology books um like everything I can about psychopaths the psychology of psychopaths but also psychopaths that we know like Ted Bundy and Manson and everything um yeah and 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 I love all of that yeah I mean it's it's, it's just the fun part I don't know what the, what the best what the best thing is I found though oh do you know what this is this is this is weird but brilliant I I was writing the Dave's Next Door and I was doing one of those question chapters and uh and I found out about this jellyfish that it, um, is immortal. It's an immortal jellyfish. So it gets to a certain age, so it gets to 24 years old. And then it has the ability to regress back to like a child and then, keep, and then live again. And it can, so essentially it can live forever. Um, I found that just, that was, that was my, that's my quirkiest little fact that I found out. But I do, I, I, I kind of, because I'm so fascinated by faith and people who have this faith in a God, I have read lots of religious books, not just the Bible, you know, the Satanic Bible, Wiccan Bible, Quran, everything. Like, um, and I find all that stuff fascinating. Wow. But, more, but more so, I find <laughs> the psychology of people who have that faith fascinating. Um, so I think it can be a wonderful thing and it can also be a, a horrific thing. As well, so yeah, I love research. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we covered um, psychology in my degree, and I loved it. I loved every second of it. It was absolutely fascinating. So yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah, it is brilliant. I just I'm eternally um, fascinated by psychopathy and sociopathy, and I'll watch everything as well. All these. Um, Netflix things like where they have the tapes of the actual killers talking and like just to hear them it's oh and it's kind of morbid 
to be, you know, it's like when people look at car crashes when they go past. It's a bit like that, but but it's just fascinating. See, this is why I love chatting to crime authors because they don't find it weird. They're like, that's cool. I'm like, no, it yeah. is, right? But yeah, other people think that I'm weird too. But I was like, no, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, if you were to be placed in a book as a killer, how would you want to kill your victims? <laughs> oh, that, that is that's good. How would I want to? Oh, gosh. I, I don't know. So, <clears throat> I mean, the way I've killed most people in my books is through um, suicide. I seem to, again, it's another kind of psychological thing. I'm, I'm just like, fascinated with with that and issues around mental health and things um so that's how i tend to kill people in my books but um my, so in my very first book girl four i i think every every person i killed in that book was i did it because it, it was fun right it was i think like if i was going to do it that's how i do it and, and i don't i don't want to give any spoilers away but that book was ages ago so um essentially the killer is basing them on his favorite magic tricks and uh i think i think that's how i would do it because that's how i did it in my very first crime book <laughs> so I, it, it obviously held some some kind of interest to me to do it that way um you'd have to read the book to find out all the elaborate ways i do it do it but yeah i'd probably go down that Cool, I like the sounds of that. <laughs> but in, 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 so in my new book, um, Suicide Thursday, it, there, again, it's a suicide, but it is someone is provoking someone else to, to, to kill themselves. They are, they're kind of texting them, have you done it yet? Have you done it yet? Are you going to do it? Like, and I just, I find that really interesting that there's no weapon and, and the person who kind of kills him isn't even there to kill him, but he dies. But, but are they really responsible for that? Um, so yeah. Okay, so if you were to be a, a fictional victim, who would you want to solve your case? Oh, who would I want to solve my case? None of my detectives, because they're all incompetent. They, they rely too heavily on Googling stuff. Um, I think it can only be Sherlock Holmes. I think he's, because he's he's the best, and he would and he and he would do it. And and he is my favourite detective ever. I've never really I've, I've I haven't read too many kind of series detectives, um, but I think yeah, he'd get the job done. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. <laughs> Um, when you're editing, what are your most um, overused words or phrases? Oh, I've noticed in the one I'm writing now, there's a lot of people nodding, nodding, because I don't <laughs> want to just, just, I don't want to keep saying, oh, they said this, they exclaimed this or whatever. And so I've, I've started doing this thing where they just kind of nod an acknowledgement. I don't, I don't want to do a control find on how many times I've said nod. Um, <laughs> Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's my that's that's my most used one. Uh, obviously, I, I in every book I have the line "Nothing important happens" in every book I've ever written. So, 
not overused that it's just once a book maybe twice in one uh yeah <laughs> it's a lot of nodding at the moment i don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> um apart from that phrase do you have any other easter eggs or hidden jokes in your books i have absolutely loads so i put so many in i um I'm completely obsessed with Twin Peaks, the TV show from back in the 90s. And uh, I put references to that in everything, in, in all my books. Um, some of them are, are really, really obscure. So, uh, so in Hinton Hollow Death Trip, the, uh, I talk about the population of the town of Hinton Hollow. It was like 5,130. The original, <laughs> Uh, Twin Peaks population. They have the sign at the beginning. It says Twin Peaks, fifty-five thousand one hundred Essentially, they were supposed. To, they originally went with five thousand one hundred thirty, but the producer said that would make the town too small. They added an extra five to the front. Um, but I kept their original one. So I do, but I do, I do lots of things. And because, um, I mean, the the Jan, uh, not Jan the Detective Pace series isn't really like a conventional series. You could read them in any order and they make sense. I, 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 I reference all the other books that I'm in. So, so you know, Girl 4, um, the, 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 there's characters from that that show up in Nothing Important Happened Today. And the one I've uh, recently done, Suicide Thursday, they work in, in uh, this fictional company called Do True and I've got characters from all my different books that work in that office. So it's very weird that they all work in the same office. But um, yeah, I honestly, I have loads. I can't even, I can't even think, I, I'd love to go through and, and, and see what I've done, but there are loads. And I love it when people pick, pick up on them as well. Someone yesterday tweeted me about a reference to Rosemary's Baby that I made in, in the Beresford. Um, and I wondered whether anyone had seen it. But yeah, it's great. I love putting them in there. It's good for the, like the, the diehard fans that, that read all your books. And they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that character. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love spotting them. Um, I read a book and all the character names were uh, linked to serial killers somehow. And oh, when right. I messaged the author, he said, you're the only person so far that spotted that. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's cool. And that made me happy too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great. Well, well, um, yeah, in, in the new one, all of the all of the shops that I've created in this fictional part of London um, are all linked in some way. I won't say how, but I, I, it's quite obscure, but I'll see if anyone picks up on it. <laughs> um, how do you choose character names? I think they're so important, right? Um, sometimes um, they just come to me and I think they sound right, like in a sentence, like the rhythm of the sentence sounds right with that name. Um, I think that's how Detective Pace came to me. Uh, January David, which is a very weird name. I just, I, I, I had to have his surname as David because that, because of the twist at the end. But uh, January I picked because I wrote the characters from everyone's point of view with their name um, as the heading of the, of the chapter. I, I, I just chose January for him so that the reader would first think that it was starting in the, month of January and then they realize it's his name it was stupid but that's why I did it but um a lot of the time I'll, I'll kind of I look into what a name means as well and I'll try to uh 
I'll try to like get it to fit their character as well, and you'll you'll always get a list. Um, but yeah, that's usually. I don't um, choose anyone I know. I never use anyone I know's name. <laughs> so have you ever um, killed off anyone that you dislike then in your books? Yeah, uh, well, I haven't, I don't think, I haven't killed anyone off, but I have taken like an old boss or whatever and exaggerated the things that I didn't like about them. So it, so it is kind of them, but it's, it's the worst version of them possible. Or, or maybe just how I saw them. Um, and I think you can kind of do that. And if if that boss ever read it, they'd never realise it was them because they'd be like, oh, what a horrible person. Yes, that's what you are. Um, so, yeah, I think I think you never fully do it on a person, but you can put parts in and say, yeah, that's that's because of them. That's because of that guy who threw a donut at me and Greg's one time. You know, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that might have to go in a book. Mm. Yeah, not sure whether whether to kill him or just make him trip up and go face first into a dog shit or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You fine. Whatever helps you through. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you're able to spend a day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend a day with? Oh, <laughs> that's good. So, see, obviously my favourite is Chuck Palahniuk, but I also feel like I never want to meet him and just keep him as perfect as he is. Um, I think, I mean, my, my two, my, my two oh, big kind of author crushes are Bukowski and Hemingway. I feel like Hemingway is a bit too serious. And I feel like Bukowski loves it to get on the booze and, uh, and I think I just feel like we'd have a good time. Like we we would go out and tear the place up. So I think Charles Bukowski is my if I could hang out with someone the whole day just getting on it. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. Yeah. And then not remember anything ever. Yeah, we'd we'd probably have a fight at the end or something. It'd be great. It'd be great. Um, have you ever had any fanboy moments at all the festivals and stuff that you've been to? Have you met anyone that you've been like, wow? Oh, what, like I've met another author that I've... Um, oh, God, yeah, of course. Uh, I remember uh, seeing... I saw Lee Child at Harrogate once, and um, I thought, oh, he's just, like, wandering around like he's not Lee Child. And... Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and then like spoke to me and I was like, wow, this is, this is crazy. But, but that festival is a bit like that. Um, and then I think last year I went to Iceland um, and just before that, uh, the Beresford had, had been out and um, Ian Rankin had um, messaged me to say that he really liked it. And then he picked it as like his book of the year in a couple of newspapers. And I was like, that is amazing. And so, um, I messaged him and said, oh, I need to buy your whiskey in Iceland. You've been so nice. And uh, it's really expensive in Iceland, like everything. And so when I got there, I, I bought myself a gin and it was like a gajillion pounds. I thought, oh, no, I've got to buy Ian Rankin a whiskey. And uh, and I met him at the bar and he was, he was very, very nice. And uh, he, he said he'd just have a beer. 
Like here, like I didn't, I didn't say, oh, the whiskey's expensive. He, I think he just knew. He was like, <laughs> a, a, a beer is fine. I just thought, man, that is so lovely. And, and I think a lot of the time you think it's going to be quite scary. And, and all the ones I've, I've, I've met that I feel like I would feel a bit intimidated or, or nervous. They've all been absolutely lovely. So yeah, it's great. It is. Yeah, I love it. I love going to festivals anyway. <laughs> Yeah, 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 they're great. I think, yeah, it's nice for readers uh, to meet writers, nice for writers to meet readers. It's nice for readers to meet other readers and writers to meet other writers. It's just, yeah, it's great when you have, when you have that, like when you can just wander around amongst each other. I think it's, it's, it's a really great thing. Yeah, it is. And it's funny going with people that are going for the first time because they're all like, oh my God, it's such and such. You're like, just go say hello. Seriously, yeah. just, you know. And then another author walks past and they'll give you a hug or they'll say hi or they'll take the piss. And like this new person's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's just what happens. That's just how it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I, I don't know if there's anything else that's like that. You know, you don't go to like a Reading Festival and, you know, hang out with the Foo Fighters because they're all backstage and stuff. So they're not wandering around. <coughs> so, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a lovely thing. Um, if you're able to travel to any period of time, either forwards or backwards, where would you like to go? Oh, very easy. I'd go to I'd go to Paris in the twenties because it was just like a vibrant, creative place. There was, you know, all my favourite writers were there then: Hemingway, Fitzgerald, and artists, Picasso, and uh, so I think I think. And I, and I just kind of, I have this real kind of love of the French as well. They're, they're, they're you know, everyone's doing something one way and they're like, we'll do it the other way. You know, I, I, I quite like that. They're, they're quite contrary like that. And they're also a bit like, whatever. I just, I love it. I love it. So um, I always, I always like going to France and Paris is, is, is one of my favourite cities that I'd love to go go back to the 20s did you ever have you ever seen the film um, midnight in paris it's a woody allen film and it's uh, owen wilson kind of at midnight he's he's sitting around he's a writer and he gets in this cab and it takes him back to the 20s <laughs> and uh, and he's kind of hanging out with all these people it's just like it's like someone wrote down my favorite dream and made it into a film it's <laughs> it's, it's brilliant yeah that's where I'm going. yeah that sounds cool i love the sound of that yeah um, who was your first celebrity crush? Ooh, my very first one. I, I, I remember suddenly realising that um, I could get some funny feelings when Kylie was uh, first came around. But I think my very first one was Winona Ryder. Absolutely loved her. Absolutely, like four years. And then she's kind of, she disappeared for a while and she's come back with like Stranger Things and, and stuff. So it's nice to see her back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where's the strangest or funniest place you've ever woken up? <laughs> um, oh, the strangest or funniest. So, okay, I, I'll try not to make this story too long, but a friend, myself and a friend, um, I got us tickets to see the Buena Vista Social Club at Hyde Park. And you know, got all dressed up, went down in the day into London, had loads of drinks, had some food, went to the Hyde Park, I had the tickets in my pocket, 
I was like, here we go. We got there and above the, uh, above the entrance, it said steps. And I was like, wait there, what's going on? We got to the front and uh, we're a week early. So it was, <laughs> it was like a steps gig at Hyde Park. I was like, oh no. So we stayed out for beer and we went home and then the next week we did the same thing. <laughs> we, we went out, we had some drink, we tried to kind of recreate it. It wasn't as good. But then we finally got in to Buena, Buena Vista Social Club who we wanted to see the week before. And there was um, this PIMS tent, but the queues were crazy. So I sent my friend around one side and I went around the other and I said, you get the surf first, just give me a wave. And if I do, I'll give you a wave. Just go and grab a couple of jugs. And so we both got served at the same time. Anyway, so we ended up with like these four jugs of PIMS and we were drinking them on the grass and we were playing hacky sack with a bunch of people we'd met. And we both woke up in like this field. We missed the complete concert. We never got to our seats and neither of us had any shoes. <laughs> so I, 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 still, I still don't know what happened. Uh, we did find them, but uh, yeah, missed the, missed the gig twice. We actually went for a second time. So I think that's the weirdest thing. Um, what's your weirdest or funniest review you've ever had? Do you read them? <laughs> I I read the bad ones. They're my favourites. So uh, I like it when people say nice things, but I uh, I do I do read the bad ones. I try not to read too many now because it can, you know it can get you down. I, I'm I'm past that stage where it where it gets me down now. Though. Like that was early days. I'm ten books in now. I'm okay. Um, I've had I've had a couple. I had one. One that always sticks in my head is um, Will Carver is clearly an American trying to be English. It's like <laughs> like one star, and it, it's just like I don't know what to do with that. Wow, I can't come back and say I'm not. I'm I'm English. I'm trying to sound like an American writer. Like, like, how am I getting this so wrong? Um, but yeah, people. I think people generally really hate my books. <laughs> the ones that don't like it, or and what the ones that love it really love it. Um, so that, yeah, I do get some real, some real hate. I mean, someone wrote like thousands of words on Goodreads once about one of my books and how awful it was. I was like, you just did not get this. You didn't get it. Recently, someone said that they were appalled at how I'd disc Alcoholics Anonymous when it's helped millions of people. I was like, that is not what I did at all. You know, I just used that, the, the, you know, the woman went to Alcoholics Anonymous meetings because she drank a lot. Um, I don't know. So you, you can't, you can't reason with these people, but I do, but I still, I still like reading them, you know. I think it often says more about the reviewer, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I always like to go on like a one star and then see what else they've given, like, reviews to. And often it's like, the one before you was like a five-star review of some Duracell batteries and it's like oh, <laughs> why am I listening to them about books yeah exactly um what's been your absolute career highlight so far oh gosh <clears throat> I think let me see my career highlights have I had any <laughs> um I think 
that 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 call you get when you get your first book deal is i mean that feeling especially i mean i was kind of, i was pretty lucky that i wrote one book and and it and it was liked but it didn't it didn't hit and then i wrote another one and got a deal there are people who write so many books before they get their first deal but i i imagine the feeling is the same that that call you get from your agent to say we've had an offer that is that's pretty that's pretty big i guess when I was long listed for the Theakston Novel of the Year uh, for Nothing Important Happened Today, that was that was massive because that's the big prize, and you know that was kind of I you know I think there's some big names on there and some big books and mine was just a small book but it obviously it it, it hit with with people. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know if I've had that kind of big. Yeah, I've got you know, number one bestseller in, you know, the US or anything like that. That hasn't quite, quite come yet. So, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, that, so those are my highlights. How rubbish has my career been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I just give it up now, really. Yeah, I know. I yeah, no point. <laughs> yeah. Is that your dream then, a US bestseller or the Theakstons? Which would you prefer, given a choice? Oh, I think uh, the, the bestseller would, 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 would help me. Um, help me in my life a little more uh, it's, it's very nice to have the critical acclaim but it'd be nice to have a couple of pounds as well so yeah I mean uh, yeah we'll see I mean there's 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 some things bubbling away now which I can't talk about but uh, you know if they if they come off then I'll definitely have new highlights yeah. how exciting yeah um so you've got the new book in November and then what's coming next have you started or written another one yet so I am uh, I've been working on kind of a, a, a tv idea for the last couple of months and I've been writing something that I, I don't think will see the light of day but I just kind of needed a break and I wanted to write something different um, and the first I'm gonna get as far as I can with that by the end of October and then the 1st of November I start writing the second Beresford book um, mm -hmm. which I'm really excited about going back to some of those characters uh, and exploring the other half of the building that I didn't really talk about much in the first book um, yeah and it's so I, I think I can make kind of a trilogy of those as well I quite like a trilogy rather than a, like a series so I think yeah the second Beresford book is next and then after that maybe a, a revisit to Hinton Hollow as well so mm -hmm. I've got lots lined up I don't I tend not to stop finish one start one the next day so I've, I've been kind of plotting and planning the uh the next Beresford for the last four or six weeks um but it's always ticking over in my head um but I know as I'm getting towards the end of this one now the Beresford like I'm like waking up at night yeah, like typing in my notes on my phone so so I'm, I'm, I'm just about ready to start that yeah awesome <laughs> yeah and that's out next November so yeah oh well ages quick <laughs> yeah um well I can't think of any more questions for you unless you think there's anything important I haven't asked you that you want to tell us oh god no nothing important no <laughs> good i'll do my job properly then this is yeah, always yeah. good yeah some good questions in there i like that some i haven't had before i like it 
<laughs> Good. You can keep you on your toes. <laughs> so if people would like to buy your books or they'd like to find out more about you, where can they do so? Uh, everywhere you would normally buy books. Uh, you know, mm. Waterstones, Amazon. You can go directly to the Arenda website or choose your local your local bookshop. My local one is Four Bears Books. They are great. And I also love Bert's Books. They're based in Swindon. Um, choose those two because they're great. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me.